Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Lofholm here, joined by my partner, Dr. Donald Moyne. Dr. Moyne, how are you today? Doing great, Eric. I've had a great day so far. I've got two client meetings after this, so it should be a productive day. Fantastic. Well, we have, I'm, I'm excited about our show today. We're talking about sales breakthrough ideas. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted us to talk about concepts that could help our listeners create a sales breakthrough. So would you like to uh, get us started off with one of your ideas? Sure. I'm uh, happy to do that. I see some folks signing in here. Um, folks, probably to me, I think one of the greatest techniques for creating a sales breakthrough is to interview a sales superstar in your field. There's a reason that some people in each sales field literally sell 10 times, sometimes 15 times more than other people selling the same product or the same service. It's, it's really mind boggling. I've had the privilege of interviewing, spending lots of time with sales superstars. I've written about them in my books. Eric has written about them in his books. I've actually been paid by companies to come in and figure out what the sales superstars are doing differently than the average people to build a model and then to put that, insert that into average salespeople. And it's always very successful. Why, why is that? Because you're following a proven model of success. These people are selling the same product, same service you're selling, same kinds of customers. They can't just suddenly have a sale. They're not marking things down 50% on the car lot or if they're selling you know, supercomputers, whatever it is, airplanes, boats, they can't just cut the price in half by 50%. They're doing things differently. So how do you do that? Uh, first of all, I found that a great technique is that you can invite them out to dinner. And folks, here's an important tip. Do not invite them out to the local Applebee's or Norm's restaurant <laughs> or Denny's. You have to spend a little bit of money. So a great technique is to say, hey, tell me something. George, you are an incredible sales professional. I have admired you for a long time. I'm wondering if I can take you out to dinner. I'd like to take you to your favorite restaurant. And and, and just interview you and talk to you about how you do what you do. You're incredible. So use a little sincere flattery. It's easy to flatter these people. They're amazing. So you take them out to their favorite restaurant. And then when you get there, you know, say, Where, where's your favorite table? Where do you like to sit? Okay, let's sit there. And then when they sit down, say, hey, George, or let's say it's Mary. Mary, uh, what's your favorite meal here? Well, why don't you order that? And what's your favorite drink? So you think about the psychology of this. You know, I'm a psychologist. I like to think about things psychologically because we're dealing with people here. We're not dealing with machines. So you say, uh, what, what's your favorite drink? You know, so you think about it psychologically. They're sitting in their favorite restaurant. They're at their favorite table. They are 
going to have their favorite meal. They're having their favorite drink. They're feeling great. They're looking at you and it's a transference of feeling, folks. They're going to transfer a lot of those great feelings to you. So you, you, you just ask them every question you want to ask them. It's amazing. These people are like open books. I've spent so much time with them. I know, you know, they're, the thing that amazes me is that so few salespeople do this. Sometimes when I'm spending time with sales superstars, I say, hey, let me ask you something. How often do other people in your field pick your brain? How often do they, has anyone ever asked you out to dinner or to lunch just to talk to you and find out and ask you, how do you do what you do? And a lot of them tell me, no, it never happens or it's happened once or twice. You know, are you guys shy? Are you insecure? I mean, what? They're not going to insult you. They're they really genuinely want to be helpful. But if, if you try to get a minute here or two in the at the office, you can you can pick up a few things. But you know what? They're they're busy. They want to make money. They want to talk be talking to customers who are going to pay them, clients who are going to pay them, not to you. It's, it's not that they don't like you, but it's just not the right environment. So ask them, how do you prospect? How do you, of all the people out there, how do you target who your best prospects are? How do you reach them? How do you market to them? How do you start the sales conversation? What are the first few things you say? How do you get them excited? How do you get them interested? How do you collect data? How do you collect information? Uh, sometimes people are not, like, especially if you're in financial planning or certain other fields, they don't want to reveal everything. You know, they don't want to tell you exactly how much they're worth. They don't want to tell you how much money they have in their wallet or all their bank accounts. Uh, so, you know, you want to ask that person, how do you, how do you gather information? How do you present benefits, you know, to keep them excited, to keep them motivated? Um, how do you handle objections? How do you handle stalls? How do you handle the toughest questions that you get? And you know what, folks? Take notes. Take notes because you might have a great memory, but I guarantee you, you will not remember everything that you hear. And that's terrible because they're giving you a proven model of success. They're giving you a blueprint. They're giving you a license to print money or ask them, hey, Hey, can I record that on my cell phone? You know, you are so brilliant. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to remember this. Is it okay if I record our conversation? I won't share it with anyone. And they'll be flattered. You know, they usually say, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, do what they do. Start to incorporate what they, what they do, some of what they do, into what you do. And it'll quickly become second nature for you. Um, the folks, you may have to spend a hundred dollars on, on the meal. I guarantee you, it'll probably be the best hundred dollars you spend this year. I had someone do this to me, who's a coach, um, in December and I named a restaurant. She ended up spending about $300 between her meal and my meal. But I guarantee you, I mean, yeah, normally, you know, I, I charge $500 an hour to individuals. Companies pay me $750 an hour. So she actually got a bargain. She got a discount because she got to spend, We it was a long dinner. It was like a two and a half hour dinner. She got to spend a lot of time with me for $300. And we all had, we both had a great time. So it's an investment. 
Uh, and also a couple final things. Ask them, how do you handle rejection? Because even sales superstars get rejected. One of the guys I had a chance to spend time with early in my career is Ben Feldman, the world's most successful life insurance salesman for 30 years. He was the most number one guy in the world out of 1 million life insurance salespeople. And I asked him that question, how do you handle rejection? And I was you know, surprised when he told me just how much rejection he gets because I was thinking, I was a very young guy then, and I was thinking, hey, this guy's number one. He prob probably no one rejects him, but he told me he gets rejection all the time. And he told me how he handled it and, and asked him, how do, how do you keep yourself motivated? How do you keep yourself up? And, you know, pay attention to that. They're, they're sharing with you gems of knowledge. So that is a technique that I use a lot. It's benefited me greatly. If you use it, I know it will benefit you. Eric, I'm going to turn to, I'm going to hand the baton over to you. Fantastic. Well, great, great ideas, Dr. Moyne. And I want to, Thank all of you, our loyal listeners slash watchers of the show. And I'd love it if you just type it in the chat, let us know where you're joining us from. And I want to explain why we were a little late today. And it was it was my fault. And my dog was at the vet today and unfortunately had to have three teeth extracted. Oh. Dr. Boyd, the vet bill was over twenty nine hundred dollars. That's, more, that's more expensive out. than my dentist. It's more than I spent on dentals in the last five years combined. Yeah. And so anyway, um, I didn't think it was going to take so long to pick my dog up. And so that's why we were we were running late. So I apologize to you guys, but thank you for being here. Yes. And I think that this could be the greatest show we've ever done because of the ideas we're talking about. And Dr. Boyne just dropped a golden nugget on you guys, which is you're modeling a sales superstar. Take them out to lunch. Take them out to dinner. And I loved one of the things he said, which is sincere flattery. Sincere flattery, it's so persuasive. The other day, Dr. Moyne, on a call like this, mm -hmm. I acknowledged somebody that was, I knew they were on the call for being an extraordinary husband mm -hmm. and a great dad, which he is. Mm -hmm. And I knew from one of our coaching calls that he had been having a hard time with his family. Mm -hmm. And he is an extraordinary dad and husband. And I said that on the call and he texted me afterwards and he said, you, you had me at really choked up and on the verge of tears from what you said. And that was sincere flattery. I was being honest in how I felt about him and it deeply touched him. And so this is a tremendous way to communicate with people. And when you are taking a top producer to lunch, sincere flattery, great, great technique. So the first breakthrough idea I want to share, it is actually the, the brief story of how I created my first sales breakthrough. And Dr. Moyne was involved in this. This is back in 1994. And I was on quota probation because I did not know how to sell. And I didn't know how to structure a presentation. And so what I learned from Dr. Moyne and through a mutual friend of Dr. Moyne's and mine named Tony Martinez, I learned how to put together a persuasive sales presentation. And so what I had always done prior to that is wing it. And I didn't know any better. I didn't know how to use storytelling in a presentation. I didn't know how to put a, a, an effective close together. I didn't know about probing questions. And so I was doing the best I could, but 
I didn't know any better. And so it was great because through what Tony shared and what I learned from Dr. Moyne's ideas was taking their best ideas and instantly I had a phenomenal sales presentation and the next month I hit the quota. The following month, I went from 10,500 in gross sales for a month to 51,000, which is basically statistically impossible. You can't five times your results in a month. The previous year I did 98,000 for the year. I did over half that in one month. And the breakthrough was by having a well thought out presentation that I layered persuasion. So that's the initial breakthrough idea I want to share. Now, Dr. Wayne, I want to turn it back to you for your next idea. That is a great idea, Eric. It's a, it's a, I know you've made a fortune. You've made millions of dollars and you've helped other people make tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars with crafting their presentation, crafting their script. The second breakthrough technique I'd like to share with you guys is figure out what's preventing you from being more successful in sales. What's preventing you? What's stopping you? Something that mystified me early in my career, I had other, you know, many other clients besides Eric and Tony Martinez and Sean Higgins and Ted Thomas. These are some of the people that I was working with at the time. They were at the same company Eric was with. Well, Ted Thomas had his own company. And, you know, they were not all equally successful. Um, and some of them became very successful later. But what you have to do is you have to figure out, okay, now that I have these tools, I've been through all these trainings with Eric. I've been through trainings with Tony Robbins, with whomever, with Dr. Moyne. Why am I not more successful? And folks, we have to take personal responsibility. There's something that is stopping you. It's not just due to randomness. It doesn't happen for no reason at all. And if you can't figure this out yourself, sometimes we can't figure things out. You know, saying we're so close to the forest that we can't see the trees. Get someone to help you. Get a professional coach. You can hire me. You can hire Eric. You can hire whoever you want. And uh, figure it out because until you figure that out, you can read all the sales books in the world. I mean, I know people who have spent fortunes on sales training and they're not that successful. And they come to me and we figure out what's going on. And it might be something on a personal level. It might be uh, certain fears they have. I'll give you an example from last week. I was working with a lawyer, a brilliant, brilliant lawyer, uh, very well respected in the profession. He's had won a number of awards and honors. He's not making nearly the amount of money he should be making. And I asked him about his marketing and he's really doing no marketing. He thought it's just enough to be brilliant. He gives a talk occasionally at a meeting of other lawyers, hopes to get some referrals. And he's doing nothing on social media. He's on there. He posts a, a, a few posts occasionally on LinkedIn, but they're on little technical points. And so I started sharing some things with him. And he's already, just in five days, he's starting to improve. He's People are warming up to him. They're responding to him. You know, you have to interact on social media. So that was the thing 
it, it seems like such an obvious thing for me as a coach, as a psychologist, as an outsider to see this, but we had to talk about it. He'd been wondering about this for literally years of his life. Why am I not more successful when social media marketing, especially on LinkedIn, because everyone in business is there, it, you know, it's just such a powerful way of marketing and drawing clients towards you. Um, the Tonight, I'm, I, I have two clients after this podcast. And with both of them, it's a mindset issue. It, it's something in their mindset that's holding them back from being even more successful that, you know, that's limiting their success. I'm not going to go into the details of what it is, but I've worked with people throughout my career. You know, one of the things that happens when you get a PhD in psychology, they don't call it mindset when you're getting a PhD, but a lot of what you learn and really do a deep dive, do a deep, deep dive into is people's mindsets, how they look at the world, how they create the world. It, it created a a mental world. They create a mental map. Literally, we are operating on a mental map. And when there is a difference between the outside world and the mental map inside your head, the overriding factor, the thing that determines your reality is not the outside world. It's not outside reality. It's your mental map. And folks, the really exciting thing is we can change our mental maps if we're first aware of them. We don't change anything we're not aware of. Write that down in your notes. We never change anything we're not aware of. So you have to increase your awareness of these factors that are holding you back. And I hope you're mature enough that you're not saying to yourself, well, what's holding me back is my wife or what's holding me back is my boss. You know, folks, they may play a role in it, but we each play a big role in holding ourselves back. You have to assume responsibility, grab the bull by the horns, and then start undoing that thing that is holding you back. It's within your power. You can do it. Get the help you need if you can't do it by yourself. And I guarantee you, when you figure out what's holding you back and you undo that, it's going to lead to a breakthrough. Fantastic ideas, Dr. Moyne. The uh, The next breakthrough idea I want to share is another specific thing that happened in my life that created a breakthrough. And it was the day that I decided to come out with a $5,000 program. Now, at that point in my career, that was the highest price program that I had ever sold. I think I've sold, I don't know, a couple million dollars worth of that product now through the years. And I remember Dr. Moyne, and I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but <laughs> I launched it at um, a boot camp where you were the featured speaker and I was the promoter. And I put about, you know, 50 people in that room at, you know, it was about $1,000. I think that's what we were charging back then for the two-day ticket. Mm -hmm. And so I did a breakout session on Saturday night. And mm -hmm. I said to the audience, if any of you want to come to the breakout session, you can come. And I, I should have promoted it to the entire audience mm -hmm. during the seminar. Mm -hmm. But I was just in my head and it was uncomfortable for me. So mm -hmm. anyway... The, the, it was a Saturday, Sunday seminar. And so people were coming Saturday night at like six o'clock in the breakout room. Mm -hmm. And um, I was in my hotel room at like 4.30. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and I was talking to myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the conversation was, Eric, you're not ready to launch this $5,000 program. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I got to do it because I told people to come in. I was going to launch the program, mm -hmm. but you don't have the script down. And I was literally, sometimes I do this. I talk out loud to myself and I was going back and forth and I just said, screw it. Just, just launch it. So anyway, I, I did. I gave the presentation and it was horrible. It was like one of my worst presentations ever. Mm -hmm. And I, there was a full pay option, I think four grand. And then there was a payment plan option and it was 5,000 if they did payments. Anyway, the long and short of it is I made some sales and I had my sales bag with me. I had a, a, a bag and it was, it was, you know, kind of like this bag here, I keep all my sales in. And I had $10,000 in sales, credit cards and checks ready to run. I'm like, thank God I <laughs> launched this program. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that was all, it was mindset. It was, mm -hmm. and obviously I was ready to do it or I wouldn't have made the sales, but it, I was in my head afraid. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I launched it. And I wanted to tell that story to all of you listening, because maybe there's a, a, a product that's at a higher commission than what you're currently selling. Mm -hmm. but you have a mindset around it that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's, if you're an entrepreneur like me with your own business and you could launch a product, mm -hmm. but you don't have that, you're, you're uncomfortable doing it. Maybe by me telling that story and being vulnerable and sharing with you about one of my fears, it'll help you in doing something. And then maybe that'll unlock something, unleash something within you to go out and make a lot more money and serve a lot more people. So with that, Dr. Wynn, I'll turn it back over to you. Oh, that was a great insight, Eric. By the way, I, I have to thank you guys. I'm sitting here listening to Eric and I'm reading the uh, positive feedback you guys are giving us. We've got people from Delaware, from from florida from all over the country i'm just loving this positive feedback so i want to send some zoom love to you guys out there we really eric and i really appreciate you and especially today you waited 15 minutes for this you guys are superstars we love you we appreciate your being here um the final one the final breakthrough technique i want to share with you is time management you know folks it is amazing how much time we waste every day. And I'm including myself in that. You know, I've taught classes for 30 years on time management. I know all kinds of time management techniques. And I still have to work on my time management. We are kind of like wolves. You know, you can, if you get a little baby wolf, I've heard this. I don't know from personal experience, although I've seen wolves in Alaska when I took a trip up there with my family but you get a little baby wolf and you train it and and uh, get it at a young age and you can kind of semi-domesticate it but if you let up for just a minute they revert to the wild and we are like that as people you know we can work on our time management and but if you let up you just backslide because we are living in the golden age of distraction and the worst thing in the world is your cell phone i mean this thing is you know the ultimate distraction uh technique i wake up in the morning i turn on my cell phone and i've got ping 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 ping. i, I have like my first hour is just dealing with you know phone calls emergency calls and you know things coming in from different media different apps i've signed up for so you I, one of the things I ask when I start working with a, with a new client is, 
how much time each day be be realistic with me be be truthful you know you're paying me a lot of money it doesn't do you any good to lie to me i'm gonna love you I, you know no matter what you tell me uh, how much time do you spend each day really selling you know giving presentations face-to-face -face selling zoom calls whatever uh how much time do you spend prospecting and you know i am amazed that i've had people telling me that they spend an hour a day selling and you know their title is sales professional and other people spend three hours a day five hours a day uh, in telemarketing i found that there are a lot of people let's see you have an eight hour day that most people can really only do three or so hours of phone calls a day and the rest of it is getting prepared for the call recovering from the call if you do a solid three hours a day in telemarketing you should probably be making a lot of money if you have a good presentation together so you have to get you have to figure out where is my time going because i want to share the mathematics of this with you i took a lot of math classes in college a lot of statistics classes and i'm into investment so i you know I take math seriously because you cannot argue with math. Folks, you cannot argue with math. And if you take two salespeople who are equally matched, who on skill and ability and knowledge, two salespeople totally equally matched. If one salesperson is spending uh, an hour or two more per day selling, that person is going to make a lot more money everything else being equal and i want to this may shock you but i've seen this over and over and over in my life that you can have two salespeople who are unequal in their skills their knowledge their ability and the less uh, knowledgeable person if that person works more hours per day in sales doing face-to-face -face selling zoom calls whatever uh, more, more hours per week the less qualified person the less knowledgeable person can actually outsell the more qualified person and the crime to me the shame is that this may be happening to some of you good people on our call today you are caring you are knowledgeable you you are the most qualified person in your field let's say you're in real estate you're not getting the listings that you should be getting a less qualified person who's not going to be able to do as good of a job for the homeowner is getting those listings why because they're out there prospecting more they're knocking on doors more they're sending out more postcard mailers they're you know they're doing the things you need to do to get people to list their homes with you no matter what field you're in if someone is is just spending more hours selling they're going to be a lot more successful so again remember you never change anything you are not aware of you have to become exquisitely aware of where is your time going i have a client i'm currently working with i'm not going to mention anything about the field or anything else it's a small world out there i really respect this guy He's actually pretty successful, but he could be so much more successful. I've got a meeting with him later this week, but he spends two hours a day at the gym early in the morning. And I'm working on getting him to reduce that. You know, he wants to be in great shape, 
but there are ways of being in great shape without spending two hours a day at the gym. And we've already increased his sales time just in a, we've been working together for a few months and his sales are going up. And I know that if we can cut that down, reschedule some of the gym time, because he goes into the office, I say, how do you feel? And he says, I'm exhausted. You know, I'm physically tired, but I'm proud of myself for doing it. So that's part of his mindset. He, you know, pats himself on the back. Oh, I'm such a great guy because I worked out for two hours this morning. He can still pat himself on the back, but, you know, for making a great living, providing more for himself and his family and for his saving for his retirement. And I want to make a little confession here, folks, that this has... I learned this very dramatically a number of years ago. I was one of these guys. My mindset was I need to read the Wall Street Journal. I need to be really informed about what's going on in the world. And I was working with a lot of financial planners, top insurance agents. And I thought I need to be informed about the world of business. So I would read the Wall Street Journal. I would spend an hour a day reading the Wall Street Journal in the morning so that I would be fully informed. And whenever someone brought up a topic about what's going on in business, I would, you know, uh, have some great uh, points to share. And then I realized when I realized the importance of time in creating breakthroughs in, in sales and personal production, I realized, man, I've got to I've got to cut this out. And I didn't have the willpower to read the paper later in the day. And I find I just had to cancel my subscription. I'd been you know, reading it for years. And I just had to cut the cord. Like, it's like, and when the baby's born, you cut the umbilical cord. Folks, I had to cut the cord. I had to just cancel my subscription. And that year, my income went up by over $100,000. And I learned something. I learned that I thought that the Wall Street Journal was costing me, I don't know what it was, then, let's say $150 a year. It was actually costing me $100,000 a year to read that stupid newspaper. And it, it created a huge breakthrough in my life. Now, I want to share with you a technique, and I'm going to turn it back over to Eric. How do you create the awareness that you need to get control of your time? What I have helped a lot of my clients do, and I do it myself several times a year, because like I said, we have to constantly work on our time management or we'll backslide into bad habits, watching television. Uh, I have another client right now who is spending way too much time watching political television, getting all worked up about politics by watching, you know, the news channels out there. And I'm not going to say that person's a Democrat or Republican. doesn't matter. You can waste a lot of time being a Democrat or a Republican watching your favorite news networks that are trying to, you know, whip you up into a frenzy of emotion about politics. Uh, the way you do it, folks, is you keep a time diary. And, and I don't mean every day, all week long. You just do it for one day and block out, take out a piece of paper and write out uh, every 15 minute time break. Let's say you start your day at seven o'clock in the morning. And so write down seven o'clock to 7.15, 7 7.15 to 7.30. So you create this thing the night before and you have all these blank spaces and you write out, what am I doing? from seven o'clock to 7.15. And maybe you're taking a shower, maybe you're having breakfast, you know, all these things are necessary, they're important. Some people though are actually mapping out their sales day. And if you're driving out to see clients, they're mapping out 
you know, who I'm going to go to, how I'm going to cluster these people together. So I'm not going to be driving from Anaheim to Long Beach, uh, to Costa Mesa to, you know, they, 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 they put them together uh, so they can see a whole lot of people in one area. They can, you can save an hour, two hours a day driving time if you're driving out to see clients. And right, so you write this out, you know, where, and you can figure out, and you look at it at the end of the day, and you will realize, you will be shocked at how much time you waste. You know, that uh, you take a friend out to lunch just to chit chat, whatever, visit social. There's nothing to do with sales. And you may think, okay, that's going to be a 45 minute lunch. It turns into an hour and a half. And, you know, your day just gets consumed by a lot of things you did not anticipate. And when you have the awareness of where your time is going, you'll be able to cut out the time wasters. Now, I'm not talking about cutting out fun. I'm not talking about cutting out exercise. You know, I believe in having, you can have a lot more fun. If you plan your days, you can have a lot more fun, but you cut out a lot of the filler stuff where you're just, you know, on your phone and you're surfing the internet or you're doing this or doing that. And folks, when you get control of your time, you get control of your destiny. Write that down in your notes. When I get control of my time, I control my destiny. And here's one final insight. I'm going to turn it over to Eric. You're not wasting time. You're wasting your life. Write that down. I'm not just wasting time. I'm wasting my life. When I had that insight about 10 years ago, it changed my life. It shook me to my roots. It's not just wasting time. You're wasting your life. God gave you your life. God put you on this earth for a reason. Folks, use your genius. Use your talents. People need you. Your clients need you. Your customers need you. Use those talents that you have to enrich their lives and to enrich your life and to enrich your pocketbook. You know, you deserve to make more. Eric, I'm going to turn it over to you. Love the ideas, Dr. Moyne. And I was sitting listening to you being a student. And one of the things that was hitting me for where I'm at in my career right now, I need to be spending more time selling. And I love selling and I'm great at selling. And I've been doing other things that um, aren't selling, which is fine. But right now for what my goals are, I need to be spending more time selling. So I loved what you shared about time management. And that really resonated with me and looking at the things that I can do to spend more time selling. And for any of you listening, if you want to improve your time management skills, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I'm going to do it now. If you want to send me an email, eric at ericlawfilm.com, I will send you my time management course for free. I used to sell it for $99. It's yours for free. Just email me, eric at ericlawfhome.com and mention that you were listening to the show today and I'll send you off that course in an email. My final idea to share with you is I'm going to tell you a very brief story. Back in 2002-ish, Robert Imbrioli, a marketing expert, told me I needed to build an email list and I said, no, I don't. And he said, yes, you do. And we kind of went back and forth. And uh, there's a, a saying that when two people meet, the person who is the most certain 
will almost always influence the other person. He was more certain about me creating an email list than I was certain about not creating an email list. And he persuaded me, he influenced me. And I, I, against my own thinking, okay, fine, Robert, I'll build the email list. And it's funny looking back because I've generated millions of dollars in revenue from the email list. So that created a sales breakthrough for me, building an email list of people who know who I am that are interested in sales increasing content. And then how I would turn that email list into money is I would send emails out inviting people to free Zooms or free seminars. And then they'd come to my group Zoom or my seminar and then I'd make an offer. And that strategy, my gosh, thank God for Robert Imbriali being committed to me starting an email list. And so that's another idea for you guys to create a breakthrough. And um, Dr. Moyne, it was a great, great show. Mm-hmm. I love the ideas that you shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hope is all of you listeners out there, you enjoyed the show today. Again, apologies for running late. If you know me, I'm never late. I'm like 99.9%. I'm never late. And today I was late. So I apologize for that to all of you. And I'll turn it over to you, Dr. Moyne, if there's anything else you want to share. I just I want to thank all of you for being here. Uh, I see some of you are writing down notes about how you can improve your time management. You know, some someone wrote down, I can I can uh, reduce my exercise time or reschedule it and just and be just as healthy. I can ha- have massive physical results. Uh, so I'm, I really love seeing you guys applying what you are learning here. Uh, one final thing. I love that last golden nugget you shared, Eric, about the email list. One of my clients who I introduced Eric to, his first name is Phil, and Eric did some work with him also. He's been a client of mine for a little bit over 20 years, superstar in the insurance field. In his best year, when I started working with him, he was making about a million dollars a year. Now you would think, you know, that's enough, but Phil's a very, very ambitious guy. And in his best year, we got him up to $10 million a year in insurance commissions, insurance and annuity commissions. Now he didn't get to keep all of that because he had about 10 employees and he paid them well and he had office expenses, but you know, about 5 million or so fell to the bottom line, fell to him. Well, he retired uh, about two years ago and wanted to do something else and decided to get into coaching other insurance agents. And speaking about an email list, I talked to him about the importance of having, you know, doing uh, email marketing. And he thinks big. He went out and found an email list of 800,000 life insurance agents. And he they wanted to rent it to him, but he didn't want to rent it. He wanted to buy it. He wanted to own it because when you rent it, every time you use it, you have to re-rent it. And that gets expensive. So he negotiated a price. He bought the list and he started to do email blasts to 800,000 life insurance agents. He had to hire an email consultant because you can't just do this. You have to break it up into tranches. And to make a long story short, folks, in his first year as a coach, I've helped a lot of people become coaches. Eric and I have coached other many other coaches. We did a program a couple of years ago. We had a lot of great coaches in it like Ivy and some other wonderful Sheila, some other wonderful, wonderful people. Well, in his first year as a coach, he made over $600,000, which is unheard of, you know, when you 
are just getting into coaching. And I am convinced that a huge reason for that is that he bought this list of 800,000 prospects and marketed to them. I helped him write emails to these people. So that just shows you what you can do with the right mindset, the right, and you know, the right uh, time management, because he spent his time uh, setting up Zoom calls with these people and converting them into clients. Folks, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We'll be here on time next week. Have a wonderful week. Have a productive week, a fun week, an exciting week. Eric, I'll turn it over to you for any final thoughts. That's going to wrap up our show, everybody. Thanks for being here. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you next week.